Hi everyone, welcome to the 43rd episode of In The Vitrine. My name is Nadia. And this is Danny. And today we're going to be talking about Kansa Yamamoto. So, um, Kansa Yamamoto just passed away on 21st July this year. Um, he was born on 8th February 1944 and he's a Japanese designer that we should all know about. But of course, I feel like he has been overshadowed by the big three. You know, so like Isemiyaki, um, yes. Yoji Yamamoto, and Rei Kawakubo. But um, Kansa Yamamoto actually, you know, was like the forefather of like Japanese fashion. Um, and he showed in the West, you know, much earlier than the big three. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy his designs yeah. and his, um, his ethos in designing and the way he did everything just over the top. Yeah. yeah. So his first show was in London in 1971. So he was the first Japanese designer to show in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, and his style, I guess, can be put in stark contrast to what the big three do. Um, although Isemiyaki does use a lot of color and texture, his work has a more subdued aesthetic. And I really love that um, while we are very we know a lot about wabi-sabi, the, the Japanese aesthetic philosophy of uh, embracing the imperfections and rawness and na- the natural process of decay. Um, his Japanese aesthetic of choice was basara, which yeah. means, which is a Japanese word for dressing freely with stylish extravagance. And you can totally see that in the work that he does. And I guess what he's most, most, most famous for in popular culture would be uh, dressing David Bowie. That's right. So, I mean, Yamamoto's clothes had a theatrical quality to them. And, you know, you mentioned that he showed for the first time in 1971 in London. Um, and he actually gained the admiration of, you know, musical stars like Elton John and, of course, David Bowie. And um, he designed the, for David Bowie, the Aladdin Saint Tour costumes, you know, such as like the white-legged mm-hmm. metallic bodysuit with geometric prints. That's really signature David Bowie. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just wonderful to see how it comes to life on stage. You know, I feel like the clothes he created was really wearable art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love this um, specific jumpsuit that you can see in the Victoria and Albert Museum mm-hmm. that he donated uh, in, 19, in 1974. Uh, he donated it to Cecile Beaton when for an exhibition that he was going to do about fashion in 1971. Um, And it's this kind of half a circular jumpsuit. It's in in a similar pattern as the one that David Bowie wore. And it has this big print on it um, of a large Japanese mask. It's, It's really bold and it's very... Um, it's really fun and I I love seeing how he styles it with this like platform boots Mm. and when David Bowie talks about his work he talks about how he specifically when he saw this show and his work he knew that he wanted to transition from the 60s and what the 60s look was into this 1970s postmodern style and that's why he chose his work for Ziggy Stardust and for his um 
Ziggy Stardust and Aladdin Zayn tours. Yeah, and I think you know part of、um, his inspiration came from Kabuki theater. So、mm-hmm. you know, I really enjoy how all the Japanese designers were looking at the culture that、um, was in their country and kind of. Translating that into their design philosophy, and it was really appealing to people who had never seen something like that before. And you know, Kansai Yamamoto had already opened a shop、yeah. um, in London by I think nineteen seventy seven, and you know, it was、mm-hmm. really popular with people who wanted to express themselves with his、um, really theatrical designs.、Uh, I think、mm-hmm. the shop that he had. I just lost my notes here, but、um, yeah, he opened his first Kansai boutique in nineteen seventy seven. But you know, by then he had already established his brand、um, through shows,、um, not just in London but also in Paris from nineteen seventy four and New York in nineteen seventy nine. So it's really interesting. And、uh, I said earlier that his designs were influenced by Japanese kabuki theater, and in the case of Bowie's costumes, I believe. It also referenced something in particular called the hiki nuki,、um, where you know one outfit would be stripped、okay. off to reveal another. You know, so there's already that performative、ah, quality、yes. to the clothes that he designed, which was really great. You know, for、um, such a great stage presence as David Bowie. Yeah, and yeah. in and regard to that, I think one of the things that we enjoy most about him was his super show. I mean, you know, nowadays we keep talking about how fashion shows have become maybe obsolete, or the way that is done is just、um, you know needs to be rethought. But I think Kansai Yamamoto did something that you know was really gripping from like a very Early decade from the nineteen seventies, but it just never caught on with other fashion designers. So he did these super shows,、um, and it was like you know like <laughs> style out like a rock concert kind of an idea. You know, so it was、yeah. like full stadiums, and it's amazing what he called them as well. So like in the nineteen nineties, he had like Hello Russia, which was <laughs> at Red Square in Moscow, and it attracted a hundred and twenty thousand people. Um, and it didn't stop there. So there was also like "Hello Vietnam" '95 and "Hello India" '1997.、Um, yeah. So it's really fascinating because he broke, you know, that concept of fashion presentation as something very exclusive that's only for the fashion set.、Um, but he made it more like a sporting event, you know, or like a concert, which is really incredible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I I saw some videos of some snippets of some of the shows, and he would have. Like wild dancing, color, and a lot of traditional aspects like drums, and even he had like、um, martial arts、um, mm. performers on stage as well. Yeah, so, so it was really a way of sharing like the culture all over the world. Yeah, exactly. It was like representing Japanese culture and not just I know about his designs, and I think that in itself is incredible because it's so collaborative.、Um, yes. Yeah, so he was really like you know at the forefront of all these like amazing ideas, you know, just、yeah. all the way.、Um, I'm gonna bring everyone else along with me on my journey.、Um, so it's it's really wonderful. Yeah, and of course,、yeah. um, he has had his accolade. And I'm sure.、Sh- mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. I think we're getting a bit like.、Uh, Disconnected, lagging again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> recording.、Um, I was just, go- I was just gonna say that you can definitely see his influence also in, in like the ballroom scene. So that's like the voguing,、um, 
scene in Harlem because in, in, in even in RuPaul's Drag Race, you have this idea of the reveal that's very inherent to a very good walk. Mm-hmm. So if your costume suddenly like tears away into something else or you reveal into something, it's mm-hmm. there. And also Japanese, uh, the Japanese influence was really prevalent in the 80s. You can see like this kind of uh, martial arts and and the idea of the samurai was really taken by um, in everywhere. Like even in, in America, the ballroom scene, they would call themselves like the house of ninja and do all these like kind of karate inspired moves. Mm. And you can see that it was all part of this wave of like globalization and um, influence through pop culture and fashion that, and music at that time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm just like looking at some images as you are, you know, talking about all these things. And it's just incredible that his use of colors is so exuberant, you know, and it just, yeah, goes to show how it is really telling of his vision. Um, Yeah. I'm also looking at now in the the 2000s. um, I think, you know, for a while he was quite forgotten. Um, you know, beyond his heyday in the 70s and of course like that uh, rejuvenation of interest in the 1990s with the shows that he staged. And in 2018, um, or rather in 2017, he was asked by Louis Vuitton to create a number of looks for Mm. their 2018 resort collection show, which was held in Kyoto, Japan. And he created new graphics, you know, like kabuki-themed handbags, um, dresses that shimmered with faces of um, Yako warriors. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it really oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, introduced a, a new generation um, to his work. And of course, that must have led to um, some kind of rediscovery yeah. of what he had done before. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you yeah, know, I'm looking idea- at that, even the window display so so fun and has like that those Japanese toys blown up into big size. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think earlier you were telling me before we recorded this that um, about his shows as well, like the exhibitions that were put up um, on his work. Oh, yes. Mm. Yeah. Well, the big one would definitely be in 2014, the v invited him in London to do a fashion in motion. And usually fashion in motion, um, a lot of it is like young designers or designers who are showing like the latest collection. But this particular one was like a retrospective of his work. So there were all these iconic designs as well as new designs that were shown. And again, in 2014, that would have meant like a new generation of people finding out about his work. And perhaps that's how the Louis Vuitton collaboration happened later on. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, he, he just never stopped working and never stopped trying to <laughs> yeah, represent um, the Japanese people. So I'm just reading also that in, um, in recent years, he founded this project, or he started this project called the Nippon Genki Project. So it's a festival mm-hmm. that um, aims to lift the, the people's spirits, you know, in Japan after the 2011 tsunami and mentoring young fashion designers. Um, and in 2019, he even mentored uh, UAL students as part of the British Museum's manga exhibition. So, 
I think, you know, Ooh, he was just always nice. very keen to pay it forward and to include as many people as possible. And it really shows through um, the joy that comes with the colors in his work and, you know, the crazy yeah. ideas. Like, he never seemed to take it too seriously, you know, which was why it was just so fun. Yeah. Yeah, to wear, to experience, yeah. both as the wearer and as the audience. And I think another thing that really speaks to today's talk about diversity and gender is the fact that much of his work transcended gender boundaries and I think that's why Bowie chose his work also um, like his work the, the silhouettes and the exuberance of the clothing does not have like a solely male or female aspect and in fact a lot of kabuki theatre before was performed only by men Mm, that's an interesting point you brought up because apparently David Bowie had already been wearing Kansai Yamamoto's women's wear clothes um, mm. from 1971 and when they met it was like oh you know great it was like um, a meeting of, of minds and they continued <laughs> collaborating um, till I think they would remain good friends till uh, Bowie's death yeah yeah so it well was, rest mm. in peace Kansai Yamamoto and may his heritage always be remembered. <laughs> yes, and his um, appetite for you know learning and for um, teaching, and yeah, I think you know we've been gifted with you know his vision, so it's something to be remembered for. Mm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> On that note, this has been a very short. <laughs> episode um, but we really wanted to pay tribute to a designer whom we both admire um, and all right so till the next time bye yeah, thank you bye